Hey everyone, I'm Lewis Malley. Welcome to the podcast. This episode was originally recorded on one of my live streams, so I hope you enjoy it. If you want to watch or listen to more of my content, please follow me on the various social media channels. Please leave a review, subscribe, and I hope you enjoy it. Awesome. And we're live. Hey everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the recruitment show. Um, today, it's awesome to be joined, and I want to get this right, by Ryan Higginson, VP at Pitney Bowes. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for joining me. No, it's a pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure. So you are, as you were just telling me, you're in one of your offices right now. I am, yes. Uh, yeah, I took advantage to come in and see some people today. So uh, yeah, based out of uh, one of our Harlow offices here. Nice, nice. So we'll, we'll dive into all the kind of structure and, and how you guys have evolved over COVID. Um but specifically, so let's let's have a chat through remote work. It'd be great to hear how you guys have found the last couple of years, probably almost two and a half, three years now, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. how things evolved. A little bit of kind of a look to the future. There's so much conversation now around flexibility, remote work. I'm finding number one or two things candidates are looking for from new jobs is flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and many leaving companies, if they're asking them to come back, um, but have been used to flexible working. So we can explore that a little bit, which would be great. Um, and then let's discuss well-being as well, which is which is a real real key topic um, for everyone. Um, sure. So, yeah, so what happens? COVID came and, you know, how did you guys adapt and, and what happened? I mean, yeah, I can remember it vividly, actually. March 13th is when we shut our offices down as things started to sort of ramp up. But um, thankfully, we were, we were quite a flexible company already. So we didn't have to kind of suddenly go and, you know, pull in a load of laptops and give them out to employees. Most people were working right. flexibly in some form or fashion, just to not the extremes that we've been through. Um, so we, we we navigated that quite, quite you know, quite easily, I would say. And yeah. um, sure, we went from probably three days in the office to five days at home and everything in between. But I'm pleased to say we managed to move to it quite quickly. Um, and then as we got through this and realized this was going to be a longer period of time, you know, that's where we started to think, OK, what more can we do? It's easy to just say I can work from home, but this looked to be for a sustained period of time and we needed to do things differently. So we started to, you know, focus, you touched upon well-being, but we, we started to think about mental health. That was a big focus of ours for the last couple of years. And we constantly listened to our teams. We're listening. We have a lot of surveys. Uh, go out to our team to just get feedback. How are things going? We've set them up with kind of basic office environment. Have they got the tools to do the job? Are they comfortable? Are they safe? That was the primary uh, focus at the beginning. So was it was everyone at home, or did you have anyone yes. in a? Well, um, we 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 have a, we have a, an element of our, our workforce are our client facing, and they had to yeah. obviously continue to do what they do. We support um, many of the hospitals, as example, um, so they continue to be out there and serving our clients, going through the usual <laughs> safety protocols naturally. Um, but then the, the majority of our team, including you know, the 100 telesales people that were very much in the office, literally March 13th, we shut and they work from home and have been kind of ever since. So there was different impacted populations for sure. Some stayed out there and continued to serve our clients as we do. And others yeah. you know, went back home and started to work from home. How did, how did you find it? Were you, were you used to working at home or? Um, yes. Yeah, I was again. I was probably three days in the office. Um, right. and, Before and, COVID. You know, before yes, before COVID. before COVID, I was right. three days in, so probably two-hour commute there and back. Um, and um, yeah, I, I I was fine. I think it was. 
I think we didn't at the beginning, we didn't know how long this was going to be. So no, you kind of just no. got on with it and you were just, I was just pleased that the team were safe. We could put, you know, everybody at home and get them working, um, but primarily focused on their safety and, and then well-being as we move through this. But yeah, initially it was okay. And, you know, I think as we start to realise this is now longer term, and as you said at the beginning, you know, we still don't know how this is going to kind of pan out. Um, so it's going to be fascinating. I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. And for me, I'm trying to keep my mind open and just let let people tell us what they're feeling, what are they uh, experiencing, what are they liking, what are they not liking, and everything in yeah. between. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. It took, <clears throat> I think it took a lot of people a while to adapt. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like there was so much campaigning for flexible working pre-COVID. You know, there was loads of loads of stuff. I'd even done a talk about two weeks before everything shut down about like the benefits of flexible working and stuff. Oh, wow. And then suddenly everyone got flexible working. But it yeah. wasn't the flexible working that we were all hoping for, I don't think. No, very um, true. You know, because suddenly it's like you're forced to be in at home five days. And then there's not much separation between work and home when you're at home. You know, it mm-hmm. just all... I find it all just melds into one mm-hmm. when you when you're at home and it takes a little bit of discipline to separate you know like even I, I, a lot of people me included actually would do like a fake commute you kind of get out in the morning have a little walk around you know get dressed have a walk around come back in and then you're in the right mindset and but it was quite easy I think just to drift into you know out of bed at your kitchen table at your desk or whatever wherever you were able to work and many didn't have a nice setup, mm-hmm. you know, like, so I think it was, it, it took a while, a lot of people to adjust, I think. Um, and, and, and still does, I think you, you touched on it. Discipline, I think is really important. You know, when I sometimes hear some of the teams say, oh, I struggle to get lunch today. And I'm like, that's on you. you you've got to make the time. You've got to find the time. You can't just kind of, and it's easy to get heads down. We've all been there, but discipline's really important. I think that balance piece can get knocked out of shape when you haven't got other people to bounce off and say, right, let's go have lunch and things like that. I think that's still yeah. important even now, even though we've been doing this for a number of years, there's still behaviors out there that we've got to be careful. Don't kind of creep in. Yeah, no, that's true. So as, as things opened up, did you, did you guys start to to encourage people to come back? And I'm going to not use the word because a lot of people are using the word come back to work. And obviously, as we know, people are working at home to come back to the office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so were you encouraging people to come back? Did you go through a variety of different scenarios? How did it work for you guys? Absolutely. Um, we kind of we did, we took a lot of kind of uh, planning and preparation, and, and I must say the facilities team we have did a great job of laying out the office and spreading out so that when we could come back, and it was still very much fluid, that we could create a create another safe environment for people to come back and feel comfortable. So a lot of planning beforehand. I must say when we then first started to uh, open up the office and say, "Would you like to come back in?" Totally uh, optional. Um, we got a few people coming in and then things shut back right. down again. So that was October. Yeah. We opened up and then back into the winter months, we shut back down again as a country, as you know. So it was fits and starts. And even today, I'm in here today and, you know, nobody's nobody said you have to come in the office. It's still very optional. And some right. days we're quite busy and other days we're not. And for me, I, I, I say I want to keep an open mind and let people have experiences, come in, try and make it a, a, as, as exciting and engaging as possible when they do come in. I think it's now planned purpose. You've got to have a planned purpose to come in. You can't just rock up. Um, yeah. You certainly don't want to be doing your day job. You want to be coming in for a reason. And then hopefully others can fee- feed off that. And it becomes a, a nice balance between flexible at home as well as in the office for other reasons as well. So, so how many people actually come in, like percentage wise? Percentage wise, we're probably still around, I would say, maximum 20 percent. 
So okay. still, still, um, but as I say, we were very flexible before. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I would say still 20% now. And funny, I was just having a conversation earlier. The weather being nice now, what, what does that mean? Do people want to come yeah. out or actually do they want to stay more at home and they can be more flexible? And I think, and then the winter months will creep up and then what does that shape out to be? So I think there's so many uh, things at play here. It's going to, as I say, fascinating to watch. It's interesting. So it's, interesting. it's, it's, good, it's a good position because like the counter to this is Elon Musk saying, come in or go find yourself another job. Yeah. So it's, it's a real interesting variety of, 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 of companies wanting to do different things. Some people I speak to, I mean, we've gone fully remote. We don't yes. have an office. We've got a global team. Um, but again, it doesn't suit everyone. Some people want an office and they want mm-hmm. to be able to come in. Therefore, we're not the right firm for them. Um, some are mandating like Tesla. You sound to, seem to be very, very flexible on it. Um, yeah, where, where, do you, where do you think you'll ultimately land? Like there's some benefit for both, right? I mean, I, it's such an interesting conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, I, I can't predict at the moment where we're going to land. I, we, now, to be clear, we've certainly rationalized our real estate. We have shut down some of the offices right. we had. We didn't need them. And we knew yeah, that. Yeah. We started that before the pandemic. So, yeah. um, But we're, we're trying to keep our options open. Um, I personally, you know, from the interactions I've had with my direct team over the last few months, I think we come together for a meeting and actually it's then the social event after where we just have a drink and a meal, maybe. I think that, again, keeps those connections strong, knowing that you may not see each other for another two months later uh, after that. So I I think it's going to be a combination of things, but I'm trying to keep my mind open and, you know, letting our teams decide to some extent what are they like, what are they not like? And then hopefully we can build a, a package in a real estate program around that that suits that I and mean, we're not going to be able to please everybody but i think if we yeah. just bide some time here because there's still too many moving factors yeah and it's interesting I, it, it stru- really struck me last week i speak to a friend of mine mm-hmm. this was a friend of mine not me um and he'd offered someone a job and it was about a 30 odd percent pay rise I, I posted it on linkedin last week and and at the end of the process the candidate said um how often do i need to come into the office i'm a 45 minute commute door to door right and so my friend said i'm in a couple of days a week we're quite flexible you, you know um but it's nice to see the team and the, the, the guy the guy said and it wouldn't work for me i don't want to come in that often what's the minimum requirement for me coming in so my friend went to hr and he just he talked it through and they agreed and they ended up saying look do you know what come in one day a month we're going to get all the team together it's nice and stuff Candidate said, no, that wouldn't work for me either and rejected the offer and decided to stay, stay where he was for, le- wow. for, for less money. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, uh, it, was, it was amazing because, um, you know, you can look at that scenario in a bunch of different ways. You know, like on the one hand, you know, like be flexible as an organization. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the other hand, and a lot of people say this privately, there's still a lot of people that, that, that haven't quite got their head around like people do actually work at home. Mm-hmm. And you haven't got to see them in the office. Um, so there's, there's some really interesting scenarios. But then the other the other part of it is, is flexibility should be two way. It feels like. Yes. You know, like, yeah, come in one day, one day a month and see you see a team. You know, I think that's quite interesting dynamic. Yeah, I agree. As I say, I think this planned purpose is key. Um, I think if you have a purpose, you plan it, you communicate it and promote it. And then, you know, you, you have the event. We've got a, I've got an opportunity to bring the whole team together for a, just a, a very informal barbecue in the, uh, in the middle of July. Oh, nice. We haven't we haven't had the chance to come together. We're quite dispersed, but we're bringing everybody together for a, a barbecue one afternoon and just a chance to really connect 
see everybody, um, particularly those people that we haven't seen for a number of years because of where we are living now and things like that. So yeah. I, I think maybe more of that will, will again keep those. You want to keep those connections strong. You want to keep the culture strong and those pieces that you kind of work with every day. Um, but in this new world and, you know, I think yeah. we can keep testing things and trialing different things. We're, we're going to learn from this. So how do you do so on, on culture, which is an interesting one? So mm-hmm. you, you guys are very flexible, which is great. How have you, what, what kind of little things have you done to, to keep it, keep it together virtually? Yeah, I, I think one thing that stood us in good stead is our, our culture, certainly our values we work with are very, very simple. Um, at Pitney Bowes, we talk about we do the right thing the right way. And that kind of is a good guide in principle. I think generally everybody works to that. That's how they've been brought up. Um, but I think if you have a simple kind of value st- uh, system and a, a culture that drives on that, that helps. Um, we're looking we're looking to kind of more the focus we've got right now is around uh, kind of inclusion. That's a, a big focus of ours this year. We've started a inclusion, well-being and sharing community. And we're bringing in guest speakers to the, uh, raise the awareness. So we had, uh, yeah, back in March, it was International Women's Day. We had a, a female guest speaker that was talking about females' work uh, in the employment. Um, in Next week, we've got, um, again, focusing on pride. We've got a um, uh, actually a famous uh, guest speaker coming in to talk about uh, gender reassignment and, and how that's uh, worked through. So I think if we can raise awareness. Through this, is story, this is all this virtual. This is all virtual. Absolutely. Virtual, yeah. It's all yeah, virtual yeah. again. So it helps. Uh, you, you can obviously uh, monitor, uh, view it live in the office if you're in, but virtually you can see oh, so it. So you have someone in, you bit stream it live, and bit you can come in yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're actually not coming in, so they'll be streaming live themselves, right, uh, the right. guest speakers. But uh, for me, it's about awareness. Raise the awareness. Storytelling, I think, is a great way of helping the culture um, yeah. you know, expand and, and continue to share best practices and the behaviours that we're looking for. Um, and, you know, so far that's been that's been really interesting. It's been some probably uncomfortable conversations that we haven't normally had. But for me, it's been enlightening just to tease out that and raise that awareness across the whole employee base. So keen to see yeah, where that goes. Like that. And then, and then for, with your immediate team, have you been you've been doing video chats and team things like that? Yes. Yeah. Video, video chats, uh, team meetings virtually while we were in the pandemic. And then we've now started to come back out and do kind of once a quarter. We would have a face to face, as I say, and then a, a bit of a social interaction after, which I think is important. Um, yeah. Again, we're finding our feet there. Not everybody wanted to uh, join at the beginning. And we said, OK, we do hybrid so you can join if you want to and do uh, virtual as well. And I think now we're starting to see more people uh, shift to that. Actually, I want to see you face to face. We're coming together. Let's let's take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, no, it's nice. Over mm. COVID, how did you deal with the, the thing with the video is it's quite easy to hide behind a little mm-hmm. bit. It's hard to really get a feeling of people are struggling if they were burning out. You know, there's an awful lot of people burnt out over COVID, yes. still are. Um, how did you how did you go about checking that people were were actually okay? Uh, we, we we have a lot of check-ins as managers with our teams on a regular basis. And I think that obviously ramped up. And rather than getting straight into business, I think everybody made a conscious decision to say, let's have 10, 15 minutes at the beginning to just have a conversation. How are you doing? Um, we, we trained up over 40 mental health first aiders um, across the business, uh, really during the just before the pandemic. And then as we went into the pandemic, just to help allow managers spot potential issues or where things maybe somebody's looking for help and not finding it. Um, just keeping again, raising that awareness there. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of go on. Sorry. You were going to say, so, so you're meant to say to, to the mental health first aiders. Yeah. So they would, would they just check in with people randomly that, or they would, that, that, 
they're diverse. So we've got them across all functions right. and areas that so we, we purposely sort of targeted people and asked people in if different groups that represent all of our functions so that we've got good representation. And hopefully right. they share stories as well. And again, just helping spot. Not everybody's trained. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but just spot potential uh, areas that we've got to be careful of and watch out for. And somebody's raised, wanting to ask for help and hasn't been able to. And, you know, as you say, I, I always I approached the pandemic when we first kind of went into it that. I didn't know everybody's situation at home. Everybody's situation was unique. So there wasn't yeah. no one hard and fast rule. We just had to be open and try and be as supportive as possibly can. And that regular check-in um, to kind of just see. And as you say, not everybody goes on video. They're not comfortable to. So, Did, you, didn't, so, so you could just say they didn't have to put their video on. No, no, they didn't. They never did. never insisted. Yeah. Kind of right. promoted it to say, look, it's nice to see yeah. everybody. It helps with the interaction. That body language is a bit better on video versus just, you know, speaking to a blank screen, but not forcing anybody. Again, there's different reasons out there for, you know, and somebody may not be feeling comfortable that day and, you know, yeah. happy that day and, and wanted to stay off camera. And, you know, why should we force them to change that? I think it's just, but you might have a check-in next time to say, how are you doing? And how's just, things? Yeah, how just, just keep that kind of regular communication going. Yeah, it's tough. A lot it of is. leaders really, it a is. lot of leaders really struggle too, right? Because yeah. Most people, this is the first time that they've done this. Mm -hmm. Leaders were struggling. Employees looking to leaders to, you know, to lead and do all of these things. And it was, it was a tough moment. I think a tough moment for many people. And I think also sometimes it's hard for people to to say like, "Hey, I'm really struggling." Mm -hmm. You know, I could really do with some time off, or I could really do with some help. And it was tough because a lot, a lot of people I spoke to earlier on were scared that they'd be the next one out the door. It's right. quite a few, quite a few yeah. companies quite, cut quite deep. You know, right. um, right. they didn't really look after their employees. They just, mm -hmm. they just cut, um, and then people get really worried, and then they don't want to take off time, and so it's a real, it was a real interesting one. Some people, some companies behaved really well, looked mm -hmm. after their staff, and created the right environment, and then the ones that didn't have experienced this great resignation. I think. Yeah a great resignation from bad companies with bad cultures and all of that stuff. So it's a real, real interesting variety of, of ways that people were treated mm -hmm. and people remember how you make them feel. Very and, much like, you very know, much it's like. been really interesting. And, and, and if we just think about hiring for a sec, um, people, the, the companies that didn't quite behave well have really struggled to keep staff and to attract new ones. So I think it's mm -hmm. really fascinating. And, and flexible working is going to play a huge part, as you just described a couple of examples already. It's going to be a yeah. big part of that recruitment process. Flexible working, it's its amazing how it's suddenly become, it's its literally, I mean, yeah, we had a, did a couple of, uh, had a couple of, a couple of clients offer some, uh, some candidates uh, last week. And both of them, the number, first thing they said was, oh, what's the flexible working arrangements? Mm. You know, it's, ama it's amazing how it's, how it's shifted. And, and I find people actually, are happy to take a reduction in salary yes for increased flexibility yeah it's yeah until you've got yeah. it and experienced it you can't really put a value on it as you're saying it wasn't perhaps the dynamic it is now i mean the fact this lasted so long we literally all behaviors managed to change in that period it wasn't like a three-month blip where we then okay we'll go back in this was two years of pretty you know stressful times and i think people have realized that benefits of the flexible working i say we were pretty good already not perfect and yeah, we were still on that like, journey yeah. and we still remain on that journey as well as i say it's not over far from it it's going to be as i say fascinating to see where it goes next yeah well it's a debate isn't it i mean you know some people want people in five days yeah. um yeah. others really value the flexibility some are fully remote um, i think a hybrid's quite interesting one because 
you don't really have the same experience. You know, like if, you know, like I don't know, if five of you are around that table and, and, and one person's at home on the video and you're sharing a little private joke and they can't quite hear, the Wi-Fi's gone a little bit, they feel a little bit excluded from the conversation. You know, I, I find that the hybrid stuff's a little, still a bit clunky. You, you touched upon it there. That our first meeting we had off-site, actually, where we came together, Wi-Fi was the biggest issue. It wasn't good <laughs> enough. So any, I would say to anybody, if you're looking to go off-site for a meeting, make sure the Wi-Fi is really, really good because it's it's imperative to make sure the meeting, especially if you have got a hybrid meeting, it's imperative that it continues to work. And again, we take that for granted. You know, we're sat at yeah. home. We've probably boosted our signals or our, our broadband packages over the last few years. And usually it's pretty good. You go to an office and uh, external office and it's not so good. It can damage the meeting immensely. Yeah. Also, the countryside in the UK, it's not so good sometimes. That's That's I haven't invested in the fiber in, in a lot of the a lot of rural areas. Um, also, the phone service is a bit patchy. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah, it's credible. You know, <laughs> what, 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 some of the things we can do um, and we still can't actually uh, keep a mobile signal between like a 30 mile hour journey. It's incredible. Yeah, we need to we need to invest, invest a little bit more heavily in that, I think. Yeah, I definitely get the Wi-Fi going. Um, yeah, no, no, I love that. I love that. How have you found hiring over the last last few years? It's, it's so so. I mean, we haven't we haven't done a huge amount of hiring certainly during the pandemic piece. But as we started to come out and we are now hiring, it's been it's been okay. You, you touched upon it earlier. Flexible is a big part, and you know I'm proud of what we offered there. And um, you know that whole employee experience again. We're looking at how we can repackage that. Sometimes I think we take things for granted. We we we're used to it and we expect it. And sometimes you know I think we need to promote that and say actually our employee experience is so much richer now. You know, we are very firmly in the flexible camp and we uh, will continue that way. And uh, here's the benefits that come with it. But it's certainly been a question that is raised by the candidates as we have gone through recruitment. Um, yeah. And the talent pool is now far diverse. Um, as I say, we used to have a telesales team based in the office where typically we would recruit 20 miles maximum around where we are in right. the office. Now we have people dispersed across the whole country. So the talent pool has got a lot broader in that respect. Um, yeah. But then you've got to navigate through, OK, we do want to come together as a team. How do we do that when we've got people spread around the country? So, again, it's not straightforward, but it has certainly allowed us to have a much broader talent pool, which has been uh, really, really impressive. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, mo most of our clients, we do international searches and many don't mind where these people are based at no. all. No. Some 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 do, but many don't. And over COVID, I mean, it was it was incredible. I mean, everyone was at home anyway. Yes. Um, and suddenly you're sourcing. Essentially, you can source anywhere globally for some of these roles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no more diverse talent pool than the globe. Yes. So absolutely. it was it was amazing. And, and to your point, as long as you've got a good Wi-Fi connection, then, you know, you're good and you can plug yeah. in and you can do some stuff. And there's been some really interesting firms. Um, they're called employers of record. But, you know, essentially, you know, they enable you to hire anyone anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for, so for smaller firms where they don't want to set up a company, these firms enable you to do that. And it's been it's been incredible. You know, you can be living in rural India, but work for a UK firm, for example. It is incredible. Which, incredible. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a win win. I think it's a win for the employees and a win for the employers as well. You know, the talent you can get exposed to just the diversity and you know, the experiences that you're now able to tap into is, is immense. And, uh, yeah. you know, we talk about the great resignation. I know we look at it as a great opportunity. You know, we yeah. can go and, you know, find new talent, new hires and, um, you know, continue to sort of move forward. Well, what's your view on what's your view on pay by location? 
unfair yeah. question. I'll give you some context for, for those that, that don't, don't. So, you, I mean, for Facebook, for example, um, you know, they said to their, I think to their, 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 their group in, in San Fran, um, you know, if you want to move out of San Francisco, which is a very high cost location and you want to go to somewhere cheaper, no worries, but you're going to take a reduction in salary for it. What are your thoughts, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? For, I, for both, I, I mean, maybe if you split it up for current employees, I mean, would they be happy with taking a, a cut? Or for people that are coming in, you're hiring, you kind of give them, well, you know, you, you, you're in London, come into the office or go live in Scotland and whatever, come in. It's, it's a great question. It's a great question. And, <laughs> and, and other factors at play at the moment as well with kind of inflation and, you know, yeah, price yeah, and fuel and everything in between. Um, have, haven't got a hard and fast answer just yet. Oh. I think this is one of those other things we're going to have to let play out and see where things land because it's not straightforward. Um, you know, I, I even bring it back to what yeah. we were talking about in, internally. We were kind of saying, okay, people that are not driving to the office as much now are saving an enormous amount on fuel, petrol prices, yeah. diesel prices. So that's one benefit. But we know inflation's much higher um, across the board on everything else. And particularly as we move into the winter months, what do we then have to think about, you know, we pay a monthly allowance for, uh, to support our employees from a kind of, you know, utility standpoint. Um, what does we need to think about there? So there's lots of moving parts at this, but again, I think that's going to be one that kind of has to shake out over the coming months, possibly years, but it's highly emotive as well. Highly emotive. It is highly emotive because it's Very about pay yeah. and people, it's one of those things, you know, like people. And I'm still doing the job. I'm still doing the job you paid me for. And maybe you should be doing it in a slightly different way, but I'm still doing the job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some great arguments to say, does it really matter where I live? Yeah. You know, yeah. like really um, in America. So we, we do it on the US and many states there. It's 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 illegal to ask a candidate what they're currently earning. Right. So in the UK, it's kind of normal. You know, what's mm -hmm. your current salary package? And then. You know, there's some negotiation to be had and, you know, maybe they'll get an increase, maybe not, whatever. In America, it's right. You know, we pay, we're going to pay X for the job. It doesn't matter if you're earning more or less, but this is what we're paying. Um, and if you're interested, great, you know, let's let's engage or not. Um, and that's that's been really, really interesting because you've got you've got people that might be earning way less, doubling their salary. You've got people that may be earning way more that would also get excluded because sometimes people feel uncomfortable hiring people and paying them less than they were on when that, that they were on because they might go off and find a job paying more money in, in a bit. So, so that's it's been really interesting to look at the effect it's had in the US and um, the salaries have gone up like unbelievably. They are and continue to continue to. And, to, to, to the US, continue. they have a similar thing to like the London waiting as we would know it here. They have a similar uh, concept. Well, so in, in, in places like New York, um, San Francisco, um, LA, the, the, the higher cost cities, the, the salaries have been more than somewhere like, I don't know, Raleigh, North Carolina, which right. is some of the banks have relocated stuff out there. Um, so there's a premium for, for, for working and living in New York. Mm -hmm. um, but then what you've seen is loads of people leave New York as yeah. well. Like over, over the pandemic, there's been, they didn't have to be there. So mm -hmm. many, many people moved down to Florida, Texas, where, where the income tax is way lower. Yeah. And space, and more space. Federal tax, more, more space, mm -hmm. you know, a better work-life balance, sunshine. So, so a lot of people have done that and employers have been much more open with where they're hiring mm -hmm. from and remote work and stuff like that. Um, 
And then some have done pay by location, but I think generally if you're working in a firm and the firm are asking you to take less money, you're looking somewhere else for another job. I would think so. <laughs> I, would think so. I, just, I could just imagine the conversation. I just, yeah, it's again, but it's one of those we've got to, got to probably have to have a conversation, go through and see where this moves out. It's like real estate. What's going to happen to us a lot of the real estate there? We we'll say we've rationalized a lot of ours, but um, many companies haven't been able to. They're still in a prime lease. And where do they take that? What are you going to do with that prime real estate? It costs, you know, it costs a lot of money. Well, yeah, on that, I mean, the city, the city, you know, what, what to do with your cities now is, is interesting because I go into into the into bank. So, mm -hmm. you know, City of London, so, I mean, so busy pre-COVID. And now it's um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the busier days, Monday and Friday, pretty quiet. And I, I go around, there's a, there's a guy that runs a sandwich shop. I've been there 30 years. I go like to go there a lot. Um and I spoke to him the other day and he said, if it continues like this, I'm closing down. Yeah. It's way, way less busy than it was even pre now than it was pre COVID. What would you say it it's is? Based... What would you say? Well, it's only trading for three. Sorry, say that again. Sorry. What would you say it's percentage wise of the footfall going He's... through now? He, he said it was like 50% less wow. at least on the wow. busiest day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. remember, he's only trading three days a week now, essentially. Yeah. He was yeah. trading five, but he's still paying rent for seven. Yeah, because the city of London, for those that don't know, like Saturday and Sunday, it's really like a village. No one lives there, really. And it's super quiet. And the shops are shut. Yeah. Monday to Friday, millions of people used to commute in. It was so busy. You just have to keep walking. You couldn't stand still. You get knocked over kind of <laughs> kind of vibe. But but now it's very different. It's just really different. So, so the effect on those kinds of businesses is sad. Mm. Um, and what to do with, you know, the real estate. Um, you know how to redesign these these places and stuff i think it's an interesting problem for people it is and very real very real yeah it is yeah so no, i really like that awesome ryan loved it loved the conversation thank you so much um, yeah there's a lot of interesting interesting uh topics to think through and and explore and i think it's just going to continue and continue which is which is great so i agree i agree it'd be great to touch base in you know say 12 months time and see what we've seen you know pan out from our conversation today oh yeah i mean who knows what's going to happen in the world by then as well absolutely absolutely <laughs> amazing cool thank you so yeah. much thank you everyone thank you so much for listening please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe in all the usual places